Let us be attentive. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our fathers, for you are just in all you have done. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, by faith Abraham sojourned in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, become mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release, that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were killed with the sword, they went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering over deserts, mountains, and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though well attested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Peace be with you, the reader. arise let us hear the holy gospel peace be with you all the reading is from the holy gospel according to saint matthew let us be attentive son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerar by Kamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, 
and Ram the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asa, and Asa the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah the father of Jotham, and Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh the father of Amos, and Amos the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah and his brothers, at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, and Abiud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Achim, and Achim the father of Elud, and Elud the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Mathan, and Mathan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit, and her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had born a son. And he called his name Jesus. Peace be with you, the reader. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I was preparing for this morning's sermon, I looked back to some of my, my notes from my notebooks from seminary because I remembered I had taken a class specifically on the Gospel of Matthew. And of course, this morning's reading has to do with the very first 25 verses of the first chapter of Matthew, and I came across that lecture that had to do with the beginning of the gospel, and my professor, interestingly enough, he named and entitled that particular morning's lecture, The Preacher's Nightmare. I suppose after hearing 48 rather difficult Hebrew names proclaimed by Deacon Paul this morning, we could see why he called that lesson what he did. But as we know, every year as we come upon this particular Sunday, the church has chosen this particular reading for the Sunday before Christmas because it deals with and explains the human ancestry of Christ, those who prepared the way for his birth. Over 40 generations are covered in the first 15 verses to show that Jesus was a descendant, according to the flesh, of David, that is, of a king, and, of course, a descendant of Abraham, the father of the Hebrew people. Matthew is telling us that the time for the great divine plan of God for the salvation of the human race had finally come the time of the birth and the coming into the world of the Messiah. As St. Paul says, and as we will hear as one of the epistle readings at Christmas time, but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Something radically new took place at that time, the fullness of time, as St. Paul said, the time chosen very specifically by God from all eternity to enter into our world in a way never imagined having prepared for himself that perfect and most holy temple, the Virgin Mary. In fact, it was a new beginning for the entirety of humanity, indeed for the whole entire cosmos. St. Matthew stresses this new beginning by using the term Genesis quite purposefully. We often hear the first verse of Matthew's gospel translated this way, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. But here the word genealogy is literally, in Greek, genesis, genesis. Then again in verse 18, we usually hear this translation. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. But once again, in fact, the word for birth here used by the evangelist 
is Genesis. Two times the evangelist inserts this word for the hearer of the message to know that we are faced with a new Genesis, a new beginning. All of us, when we hear that word Genesis, think of the first book of the Bible, I'm sure. We think about the creation. We think about the beginning of things. In the beginning, God created are the very first words of Holy Scripture. Therefore, Matthew is in fact saying, in the fullness of time, God recreated. Recreated his fallen creation by the incarnation of his Son, who for us and our salvation came down from the heavens and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and became man. The beginning of the Gospel of John is in the fact saying the same thing, but in a different way. When he begins, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Clearly then, St. Matthew is describing for us a factual historical event but a supernatural event, to say the least, and one which is anchored in human history. An event which even changed how we perceive time. For even to this very day, we cannot but help but refer to things as B.C., before Christ, and A.D., the year of the Lord. But what was was St. Matthew merely delivering, let's say, a history lesson by going through that genealogy, through those names? Something that is maybe an interesting fact to know, but has no real relevance to us now. Certainly not. He goes on to quote the prophet Isaiah, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which the evangelists evangelist translate for us as God with us. Brothers and sisters, Emmanuel is indeed God with us. Methimon otheos in the Greek. Not God that was with us, not God that will be with us, but God with us here and now in the present realities of our life. The Gospel of St. Matthew begins with the presence of God among men, Emmanuel. And he concludes, indeed, with that same promise of his continual presence right before he was ready to ascend into the heavens and gave the great commission to his disciples. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of this age. But how much do we realize this? How often do we forget that God is indeed with us in every aspect of our life? Many righteous figures of the Old Testament were presented to us this morning also through the epistle. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, 
on and on and on, many of the prophets, all these had indeed great faith that God was with them at all times. Such faith that they worked righteousness, stopped the mouths of lions, escaped the blazing fire, were made strong, although apparently weak, raised the dead, endured scourgings and mockings and torture because of their hope in the better resurrection to come. And all these having obtained a good martyrdom through faith, the apostle told us, did not receive the promise God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. What promise is the apostle speaking about here? The promise of the sending of the Son of God in the flesh into the world to establish the new covenant in his blood. What faith they had, indeed those righteous of the Old Testament, only seeing God partially. The pre-incarnate word coming to them in shadows and visions alone. But we have him incarnate in the flesh, assuming the fullness of our human nature to sanctify it and to deify it. God is with us in a radically, radically new way, as again the evangelist John in his first epistle bears witness. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen, and we bear witness, and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen, that which we have heard, we declare and make known to you, he says. How does our faith compare, then, to those to those forefathers before the coming of Christ, who again did not even know the incarnate God, Jesus Christ. They did not have Emmanuel yet, but relied on God's promise that they would one day see his salvation. Waiting in all patience and in faith, even in Hades, we see our righteous forefathers, those Old Testament saints, beholding their salvation, Jesus Christ, entering into the darkness, breaking the gates of Hades, and trampling on death, stomping on the devil. Let us always keep in our hearts this incredible faith of our forefathers, our very own spiritual ancestors in the faith, having an even greater assurance than theirs knowing that God is with us on earth. He is in our very midst through the presence of the Holy Spirit as the God-man Jesus Christ, whose very name is Emmanuel. 
He has revealed his unknowable, inconceivable, ineffable, and invisible nature in the most tangible and concrete way. As the child who is born for us, as the son who is given to us, Emmanuel, God with us. With us every day, with us in every circumstance, and with us to the close of the age, and certainly even beyond into eternity. So as the day of Christmas rapidly approaches, let us listen to the words of the great preacher of old, St. Gregory the theologian, as we prepare to celebrate the glorious day of our Lord's birth. Christ is born, glorify him. Christ comes from heaven, go to meet him. Christ is on earth, be exalted. Sing to the Lord all the earth, and say all in one word, let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad, because he that is now born is both of heaven and of earth. Christ has assumed our flesh, exalt in fear and in joy. Because of sin in fear, but in joy because of hope. Christ is born of the Virgin, the Son of God is made the Son of Man. Jesus Christ yesterday and today and the same forever. To him be the power and the glory. Amen. <laughs>